Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Katherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this really hard question. How do we battle for the prodigal children in our lives? You know, I hate that we have to do this, moms and dads, but we do. God wouldn't have put the story of the prodigal son in the Bible if this didn't happen. Now, if you aren't going through a prodigal journey in your own home with one of your kids, you probably have a niece or a nephew who is or perhaps the child of a very close friend. Today's episode is going to alleviate the guilt that so many prodigal parents feel. It will give you encouragement and hope. And most of all, it will give you strategy. And that is what parents of prodigal children need the most. They need to know what to do. That's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, We've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. 
Before we dive into today's topic, let me remind you to head on over to at Katherine Seegers on Instagram and Katherine Seegers Speaker on Facebook to see clips and posts from this and all of my interviews. Please follow me and connect with me there. I, you know, I'd really appreciate it. And, you know, I forgot to mention in my last episode, which was for families who struggle with mental health disorders, that I had put together a list of scriptures to pray. If you or someone you love is struggling with depression, anxiety, OCD, ADHD, or any other mental health challenge, those scriptures will be a huge, huge blessing to you. That is a free resource for subscribing at katherineseegers.com, as is my list of scriptures to pray over children who have walked away from the faith, which is exactly what you need for this episode. I spent a lot of time collecting those verses for you. You can print them out and keep them on your nightstand or on your desk, in your car. I would not recommend reading them while you're driving, but you might want to stash a copy there. So be sure to subscribe and get yourself a copy. Now, my guest today has quite a resume. Lane Lawson Craft is a best-selling author and speaker who has just released a brand new book called The Parents' Battle Plan, Warfare Strategies to Win Back Your Prodigal. You guys, this book is endorsed by Candace Cameron Bure, Felon K. Robertson, Roma Downey, and so, so many others. It is a must-have resource for anyone who has a prodigal child in their life. So after raising multiple prodigal children who struggled with drugs, sex, depression, suicidal thoughts, and so, so much more, in this book, Lane shares everything she learned with other parents who are in the thick of a prodigal journey with their own children. And she is going to tell us all about that journey in this episode and the next. We we just couldn't squeeze it all into one. Lane, I am so excited to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Catherine. I can't wait. So excited to have you on the show. I really believe I've got your book right here. You've got a bestseller here on your hands with this book, The Parents Battle Plan, Warfare Strategies to Win Back Your Prodigal. I've read it cover to cover and loved it. I've got it highlighted, noted all, <laughs> all in here. And I, I, I just believe you've written such an anointed and encouraging and practical, practical guide for parents who have children who have left the faith that are on destructive paths. I don't think there is any greater felt need in the body of Christ right now than parents dealing with this issue. And I'm sure you know what the statistics are showing us is that a majority of kids have been leaving the faith. They may be raised in Christian homes, but they're getting out there in the world and they're choosing destructive paths. And you have given parents in that situation with children there a, a a wonderful guide to to help aid them on that journey. And let me just add, to date, to date, I've been doing this podcast for two years. I have never gotten a bigger response than when I talk about prodigal kids. And I know that you have had that experience with your own kids. Let's start with you sharing your story of being the parent of prodigal children. Well, Catherine, you know, it's a it's amazing that the journey, the journey. And what I want to tell any parent today, listen, you are not alone. So I just want you to know that that was one of the biggest 
problems, I think, back in the day when I was struggling with three teens, Catherine, not one, not two, but all three of my teens. I had three children in three years. So they're all very close. So when I say I had three teens, they were like neck and neck. So all of this to say, my own story was God resurrected my marriage over 20 years ago. uh, Steve and I had a dead marriage and we fell to our knees before we divorced and said, God, if we're going to start over again, can you help us start over again with each other? And so we did. The reason I share that is that was the anchor for the next 15, 17 years, Catherine, that held us faithful that God would bring our children through also. So here we were, God resurrected our marriage and Stephen, we'll start with my eldest. He's now 32, but about age 12 or 13, Catherine, another boy showed him porn. And he believes looking back now as a grown delivered man, that that was the beginning of a very long, dark journey of 15 plus years, womanizing, drugs, alcohol, all kinds of self-destructive behavior. Stephen had a very deep personal experience with God that delivered him. Now, remember, I didn't say 15 weeks, 15 months. For over 15 years, Catherine, I prayed for God to set my son free. And when this happened, Stephen was in Destin where we, we had a, we had moved and, and he called an Uber from a bar and he was high on cocaine. And he, he, the Uber driver picked him up and little did Stephen know this Uber driver was from a foreign country and he was a pastor. And he said to Stephen, I feel the Lord is asking me to pray for you, son. Will you let me pray for you? So Stephen said, sure. You know, he's familiar with prayer, you know, uh, I want to interject something here that maybe a parent needs to know, too. I was at the pinnacle, Catherine, of what I thought God had purposed me for. I was doing a lot of called Woe Women, a ministry. It was a magazine that was published and circulated in every bookstore in America and Canada for eight years. Mm -hmm. People like Dolly Parton, Kathy Lee Gifford, all kinds of people, they shared faith. In this magazine, it looked like a family circle or a woman's day, but it was faith-based. So here I am serving the kingdom at a great sacrifice, doing what I thought the Lord had really purposed me to do. And my own three children, again, were facing hell. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to Stephen. So he calls the Uber driver. He's high on cocaine to take him to the next party. And the Uber driver begins to pray. And the presence of God comes into this Uber car so heavily that Stephen falls to the floorboard and he is wailing and the presence of God is so heavy that there's no mistake, it was God. That one touch Mm. from God in that Uber driver's car changed my son's life forever. Wow. So that was his story. And we can come back to each one. Let me give you Lawson's. Lawson Mm -hmm. was 13, 14. He, uh, well, actually, he was almost 15. He he started kind of, hanging around the row kids about 14, 15, but he went to a tote some. Back in the day, we called them totes. Those are Circle K's, little circle stores, to go in to buy a pack of cigarettes, and he had a fake ID. It was a Friday afternoon, no big deal, in a city that had a lot of crime, a lot of drugs and crime. So, you know, he was walking in there to buy a pack of cigarettes, and do you know that a policeman arrested my son for the fake ID, put mm-hmm. him in juvie for three nights? Catherine, if you're arrested on a Friday afternoon, Oh, you're kept in juvie with murderers 
and Raiders. Oh, so for three nights, my little son that weighed about 90 pounds was put into jail for, for three, three nights. And that was kind of a beginning of a long journey for Lawson. He got into these uh, music concerts where you go and you do these mood altering drugs. And, you know, so he's, he was following his music acts and doing drugs and. Then one day, out of the blue, him and his friends were going to go get on a boat ride. And it was early, 10 o'clock in the morning, Catherine. There weren't any drugs involved at all. Little bit of uh, beer, maybe. And something clicked in Lawson. And they brought him home. He was like kind of out of his mind. And for the next 14 to 16 hours, Lawson was just not himself and had a lot of uh, dangerous episodes. And even his dad spent the night with him. He's 24 years old. And his dad had to spend the night with him in his apartment just to keep him safe. And when Lawson woke up, Catherine, he had a busted lip that required plastic surgery. He had cuts on the bottom of his feet so deep from jumping on an oyster bed. He remembered none of it. And he said to his father with tears rolling down his face, I will never not remember another second of a day. Mm. So that changed his life forever. Wow. And then Kaylee, she was the first to have a supernatural experience. She was about 17 or 18. She's a beautiful daughter of mine, but, uh, you know, never felt like she fit in. She's an artist. She always kind of felt like, you know, she, she wasn't as good as everybody or as pretty as everybody. There were some mean girls and, uh, mm. she started to really doubt her self worth and value. And so one night she was bawling, crying to a best friend in her car and said, you know, I don't even know if it's worth living. I keep hearing in my head, in my head that life would be better without me. And this friend, praise God, was a Christian and grabbed her hands and said, we're in course. Kaylee was bawling. She said, we're going to pray. And so they cried out to God. And Kaylee said, instantly, the tears dried up. There was a warmth and forever she was delivered from depression and, and, and that awful, you know, just bad language in her head about her self-worth and value. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. So all three of my kids, you know, at different stages, and that's what's important. You know, each kid is uniquely struggling and that challenge. You know, God made us all unique and, and mm-hmm. masterpiece. But uh, man, the enemy today, this is an urgent message. I believe there is an urgency to all parents that the enemy has, he's he's turned up the fire for these children. Mm-hmm. They're one touch away from so many things, Catherine. Oh, don't I know it. Yeah. Raising five kids right now. Mine are 18 to six right now. And it's like just you, like you said, one touch away. And I want to get into the book here 
in a little bit. You've told your story so so beautifully here. The Cliff Notes version, I'm sure. <laughs> 15 years condensed into a few minutes. Yes. And that was wonderful. But let's start with, for a lot of parents, the shock that they feel when they realize, wow, the, the life that I envisioned for my child and the things that I've taught my child, they're, you know, that somehow overnight, it seems, although it's not really overnight, they, they've abandoned that foundation. They've abandoned that mooring and the, the parent is kind of shocked and and disoriented. And then the guilt kind of sets in, I think, for a lot of parents of what could I have done better and how did I contribute to this? And it could, you know, I think there's this idea in Christian circles that if you dot all of your I's and you cross all of your T's in parenting, that this isn't going to happen, right? And that isn't true. <laughs> right. Well, that's, I love to say you're exactly right, Catherine. So I kind of came up in a very uh, religious type mindset as a, as a uh, growing up. And it was, if you live right and do right, things turn out right. And that's yeah. a lie. That's not true. Ooh. You are so true about that. Yeah. I, you know, I, a lot of parents just, they, they can dwell in that guilt and that's not healthy. You said in chapter 11, blaming ourselves only serves to beat ourselves up a little more over things that are not under our control. We have to get over the blame game where our self image is concerned. The other party participating with our children is Satan. If we need to lay blame, that is where it should go. I loved that quote. And how can we as parents move out of that place of shock and guilt? And start to get strategic about what we need to do in order to help our children. Sure. Well, listen, I'm going to start with shock. I kind of say yeah. I'm shock and panic. Yes. Or I was like panicked. So not only was I shocked that my, my kid would continue to make these wrong choices, even after we showed consequences and, and, and what it was doing to their future. So let's talk about panic. So what I love to say, I went from panic. I have a, my stomach, I don't know about you, Catherine, but when I, I begin to panic or I get a terrible phone call or a terrible report, my stomach just falls apart. And so that certainly adds you know salt to the wound. But what I'm going to say is I learned in the panic to take a deep breath and pause. I just go, okay, God. Okay. So I first remember, okay, God, you're not surprised. So I'll let somebody right now, if you've got something going on, and you're panicked and you're shocked, just pause for a minute and take a deep breath and say, well, God's not surprised. Right. And that really helped me, really, because it put it back in the ball of God's hands, you know? Yeah. And then it also gave me a second to kind of regroup. And then you start, you know, you start saying to yourself, okay, let me see what's the best thing. How can I react to this? And, and so let's go into guilt real quick. You know, I used to believe that my kids were maybe a reflection of a good parent or bad parent. Listen, that's not true. Your children are not a reflection of good or parent or bad parent. Product of our culture. They're under attack with this spiritual warfare. And so I, I just want you to know, remember, remember this. I was at the pinnacle. I was sacrificing working 14 hours a day for the kingdom and my kids were still under major attack. That was the biggest thing that I think a lot of parents reading through the book, Catherine realized is that spirituality doesn't keep you from, from these awful heartaches with your children. 
they invite them, don't they? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You. You know, the enemy wants to 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 seek, kill, and destroy that child to destroy the family, and that's some because that's really the ultimate goal. He's already started that. He's already taken moms and dads and made divorce rates outrageous. And he's already now got children under 30. Kids under 30 aren't even getting married when they get pregnant. So he's, you know, assaulting the family. And that is the anchor of God's design. That's the anchor of our country. Absolutely. So anyway, so pause. Thank God. You're not surprised, Lord. Give me your wisdom. Take a deep breath. And then immediately say to yourself, you know, I I cannot be with my kid every step of their lives. I can't right. ride in the back seat. I can't go to the movie with them. I can't be ever present, but God can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. I love that. And just speaking to that idea that it won't happen. I you know when I've I've talked to so many parents that are going through this, and what we have to realize is God God is the perfect parent. We aren't. But he is the perfect parent. And he had two kids. <laughs> he had two kids in a garden that was absolutely perfect. And they had an infinite number of good choices they could make in any given day, right? Literally an infinite number of good choices and one bad choice. <laughs> there was only one thing they could do to screw it up. And they walked with God closely every day. And he was the perfect parent. And they still chose the one bad thing. And here we are in a world with, it seems like, an infinite number of bad choices that our kids could make in any given day. And what we have to, you know, and then really there's a very narrow path, one really good choice, it seems like, in terms of pursuing God and making him Lord of their lives. So that can be a disorienting, a, a you know, kind of a discouraging thing, but we know that when they fall in love with the Lord and they make that choice to follow him, that he can cleanse and redeem all of this. So I think understanding that as parents can help set us free from the guilt and the shame and the frustration over genuine mistakes that we made in our yeah. parenting, uh, yeah. because we're not going to do it perfectly, but he did. And he is all about redeeming our bad choices. Well, and I want to add, I want to add something to what you were saying too. What I love to say is that God was the first prodigal father. Yes. Lord, I've, I've set you up. I've given you everything you need to eat. I've given you a bed. I've given you clothing. I've given you everything. Just don't do this one thing. I mean, even God was betrayed and hurt and had a broken heart over his children. And so what's wonderful about that, though, is that he empathizes with us. He knows that heartache. He knows how hard it hurts. When your kid, what don't do this one thing, particularly the thing, Catherine, for me and raising my teen, it was, it was every, the self-destructive choices were over and over mm -hmm. and over again. It wasn't once or twice. I mean, for Stephen, it was 15 years of watching him make the same choices, maybe in different pathways that were not going to lead him to a successful life. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. And to persevere through that is so commendable. I think, I think parents can get so battle weary. And I can say, I just wanted to, to add one more thing to this conversation. I think those perceptions in the Christian communities for parents who haven't walked through it, it can be so hurtful 
for parents who are walking through it. I was listening to a sermon the other day of an evangelist, and he was commending the pastor of the church where he was about the fact that all of his children were walking with the Lord. And I'm like, wow, uh, how hurtful is that when, because it's not up to that. At some point, it's not up to us anymore. We've done the best we could and our children are making their own choices. So it's, it, we tend to look at our kids as a, ref, a, a report card, a reflection of our parenting. And not that we don't make mistakes, but at some point we have to set ourselves free from that and those expectations that some others in the church may have that, well, all of their children are walking with the Lord. They must have done something right or better than what we did. And that's not the case, is it? No. No. And I'm, I'm, I'm convinced, Catherine. I mean, I, I've been doing this too long. I'm convinced there's something. I mean, everybody. I mean, if then, then there would be no need for Jesus. I mean, we all get a, <laughs> we all get a testimony out of our tests. We all get a right. message out of our mess. I mean, there's no way that you're going to walk through this world today in 2023 and our, in our future with one click away from porn, a drug deal, a sexting, pornography. There's no way. I, I, I just, I mean, I mean, I just can't even imagine that they at least weren't exposed to it. So, yeah. so don't, don't parents don't really you know that's one thing we like to do is look at the glass houses oh their kids don't do but my right why are they so much better listen you don't know the whole story and i can guarantee you that i i hang with a lot of people at ministry and pastors they just don't share it i mean mm-hmm. and, and that's not to say they're hiding it it's just you know a lot of times we protect our children while they heal because it's not it's not good to give life to things that are not bringing our kids life, right? right. That's when you've got to find that intimacy with a couple of friends. And you know, Catherine, my 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 dream and vision from the Lord is to have warfare parenting small groups, yes. similar to celebrate recovery. Oh, yes, that's wonderful. Parents to come into a church or, or a community where you can pray together for each other's kids. Be honest and say, "Well, he fell off the wagon again, y'all. You're gonna mm-hmm. have to and help him." You know. Just somewhere where there's safety and that there's God present. You, you've got a whole chapter on community in the book, and that's where where you go into that. I think that could not be more on point. I think we all need that in our parenting, even if our kids are walking with the Lord, but especially if your kids are struggling in some area, and they're going to struggle somewhere. Right? <laughs> you don't get through this journey without yeah. struggling somewhere serious. You know, what I loved in the book, and I want you to really speak into this, you started off really educating parents about the spirit world, yes. about the dark army. I think there, yeah, we come, people that come to this show and come to the Salem Web Network where I write a lot of articles for Crosswalk, and I believe they come from a, a myriad of theological backgrounds and denominations. And so... I love that your book starts at the beginning yes. to educate parents that we are in a battle against dark forces here. And if we, we got to wake up and, as parents and recognize that we are battling in a spirit world and we need to get with it, get our armor on and get busy. So speak to that aspect of the book because you go into detail in that. And I thought it was awesome. Well, it, let me tell you kind of the mindset of it was at first I was like, okay, what am I doing wrong? You know, God help me. I messed this all up. 
But then as I was looking back, I realized where the big aha moment was is when I realized, hey, I'm not in war with Stephen Lawson and Kaylee. I'm in war with the enemy that's after them. And so I kind of started that pursuit, Catherine, you know, hey, wait a minute. You know, Jesus came to give us the life of abundance, but he did say the enemy comes to seek, kill, and destroy. And, and I want to give parents some relevance to this. It doesn't mean that that they, you know, he's coming to kill them. I mean, there, there are kids right now that are probably going to, could have been great doctors or lawyers, but because in their younger years, 16, 17, 20, they got a DUI, some meds, med, you know, med schools don't let you in if you've had that record. See, so that, that the enemy destroyed the future, the destiny, you know, God will overcome it. Don't get me wrong. But that's what I mean. You don't have, this doesn't have to be all drugs, porn, alcohol. It can be simple, you know, strategies to destroy their destiny, to destroy a future relationship with someone, maybe even your relationship with them. So anyway, when you start seeing that this is a war between you and the enemy, then you start getting fired up and you go, God, show me. And so that's what I did. I took it from the beginning that, you know, Lucifer was up in heaven. And he started worshiping himself and thinking he was better than God. And God said, get out and take whoever's going to, you know, try to follow you with you. And the whole purpose of these guys, these demons, is to come, go east and west and look for those that they can consume, oppress, deceive. And, and you know, the Internet, the iPhone just fed this fury because, again, I just can't reiterate. There's never been a day in time, Catherine, and you're parenting in this day and time where a click on the phone can lead to real destruction. Who would have dreamed it? Right. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Well, the devil dreamed that one up, I think. Ed said, so it's right out of his playbook, isn't it? And when you were talking just now, I think one of my favorite books, I like to read it every few years. I think I'm due again as Screwtape Letters by C.S. Yeah. Lewis. That it, it just shows how there is a dark world and there are forces that are tempting and luring and deceiving us and our children. We need to get in the word. We need to get on our knees and we need to get in tune with the Holy Spirit about how to really help protect, guard, guide and instruct our children. And then if they do choose because they have you know, free will. If they do choose a dark path that, that are, I believe that we are the greatest force on the earth that can help bring them back home as parents. I do too. I do too. There is no greater force, you know, in my years of studying on prayer, which is what I'd like to talk about next. One thing I I love, uh, I don't know if you've ever read Intercessory Prayer by Dutch Sheets and it's such a great book. And he talks about how you have authority over what you have authored. You know, there are spheres of authority here on earth. Scripture teaches this as, you know, and I don't have a lot of authority in the state of Alabama right now. God hasn't called me to be a public official and to serve, you know, politically or governmentally in this state. So that may not be a place where I have a lot of authority. And, but I do have some spheres of authority. We all do. And the first and foremost place that we have a sphere of authority as parents is in our home over what we have authored. And when we exercise that authority, when we pray in that sphere, we 
can cancel the plans of the enemy. We can promote the plans of our Heavenly Father. We can bind and we can loose and we can do spiritual warfare on their behalf. I'm very passionate about that. And I don't think we could overestimate. I don't think we could. The the part that prayer plays and battling for our kids. So speak to the centrality of prayer and this strategy that we have in the battle plan to bring children back home that have wandered off the path. Well, you know, that was my second big revelation, Catherine. You hit it hard. I realized if I'm not praying for my kids, who is? Right. I'm asking parents today, are you praying? It's not to condemn you. It's to convict you because I didn't know. I'm being honest. I didn't know the power of prayer early in their days. I certainly learned it in the throes of the battle. Right. But, you know, I think it's a strategic, I think it's our most powerful weapon in our arsenal is prayer for our children. Again, as the parent, as full authority, but more importantly, Catherine, when we partner with God. So let me kind of give you this mindset. So I'm the parent of Stephen Lawson and Kaylee. But really, God is their supreme father. He has given me these three kids and your five kids to steward for his purposes, right? So when we partner with God and we add prayer to that in authority, Mm -hmm. then you add the blood of Jesus. It gets really, really great in protection and wisdom. Mm -hmm. So this is what I say. If you're not praying, start today. And what do you pray? Pray the word of God or just pray, God, help me. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. I can tell you this. I I don't know if you saw this, Catherine, in the book, but I said, I never walked out of the presence of God, not changed. Every time I got in front of God, whether the prayer was just like, God, help me, give me something, show me anything, or God, dry my tears up, help me get confident again, whatever it was, I never left his presence unchanged. So that's, that's power for you as a parent. But then I'll add the level of you saying, in the name of Jesus and the blood of Christ, I'm taking authority over you, Satan. You, I am binding you in the name of Jesus and the blood of Christ. You are not going to take my child down in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you do this, I don't know if you caught the paint brush. I did. I, I was going to bring that up. I love it. I love it. Tell us about yes. that. Well, literally, it's just a great practical thing as a parent you can start doing. I literally would take a paintbrush in my mind and dip it at the blood of the cross of Jesus Christ. And I would paint the cross down and across my children's backs in my mind and say, in the name of Jesus and the blood of Christ, Father God, please protect Stephen. Please protect Kelly. Please protect Lawson. And then I would say, and give them your wisdom. Because, Catherine, I know that when we get God's wisdom, that's all we really need, honestly. Because then he can orchestrate our paths. He can show us the next step. You know, he can uh, offer us mercy and grace and forgiveness and we can receive it. So, again, this prayer thing kind of sounds religious. Oh, are you praying? Listen, are you warring in prayer? For your child, are you taking authority? Are you declaring the blood of Jesus Christ over that child? I promise you, when you start doing this, there will be a shift, Catherine. We saw it. Oh, I know, I know. You're so so right on that. I think 
so much of what you're saying there. I love that visual. I've been doing that in my prayers over my kids since I read that in your book. I thought that was so, so powerful. And I did a I did a three-part series early on on CPCW. It was episodes 12 through 14. It was on prayer and how to battle for your kids in prayer. And so I'm going to link that in the show notes, but uh, some of the listeners may want to go back and listen to that. The other thing I did is I put together, uh, because I've done a few shows on what to do if your child has walked away from the faith. I put together, right now it's a three-page list and it's growing, (laughs) of scriptures that you can pray over children that have walked away from the faith. And that's just a free resource that people subscribe at my website. But in there, I, I just, these, it's like you said, when you go and you pray the word of God, that's like espresso. That's not watered down. It's not filtered. It is just praying straight up the word of God. That is so powerful. One of the, the, the episodes I have, it was episode 13, four types of prayer every believer should know. And I'm an English teacher because, you know, I'm homeschooling my kids. And the Cliff Notes version of it was that we've got four types of sentences. And really, we've got four types of prayer. We can declare who God is. And, you know, there's a lot of scriptures that do that. If we get a little excited, it becomes an exclamation. Those are the first two types of sentences. And God, you're good. God, I love you. God, you're amazing. And I praise your name. You're holy. Those are those worship is a form of prayer. Um, interrogative. We're all good at that. Lord help me. What do I do here? Which way do I go? Right. And James 1 5 is one of the scriptures I have on the list. If any one of you at, lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and he will give generously without reproach. But the fourth type of prayer is where we tend to be weak. It's the imperative. There's two types of imperative. There's a request. And we're pretty good at that one. <laughs> Lord, help me here. I need your help. I need your guidance. But then moving into the imperative, which is the authority, which comes in the command. Because God says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. That's Luke ten nineteen, And then Mark eleven twenty three is, you know, you can speak to mountains and tell them to be removed. And, you know, the binding and loosening is in Matthew sixteen nineteen. So learning about our authority in prayer, and if people want to do that, I suggest going back to that, those episodes, but you clearly are doing that. I could see so clearly in the book. I'm like, we are on the same page here, <laughs> learning how to, to fight and battle for our kids in prayer using the word of God as our source and God as our strength. And as we do that, we start to see victory, which you you talked about. And then I loved in chapter 19, I'm sorry, it was chapter nine. At some point here, though, we 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 surrender completely, you know, because we don't have control over it anymore. We can pray, we can battle for them, but we need to bring our kids up to the Lord and just offer them on an altar to the Lord and yeah. surrender this. It, it, it's, it sounds like, it's a, you know, it's counterintuitive. You're battling, but you're surrendering, but you're not surrendering to the enemy. You're surrendering your kids back to the one who made them speak to that a little bit, the, yes. the process of surrendering. Yes. And so you're partnering with God. Right. Exactly. You know, when people hear surrender, they go, oh, you know, that yeah. what you're doing is partnering with God. Yes. You know, remember it says in Deuteronomy, this is not our battle. You know, God is fighting this battle. So I see ourselves thinking, you know, that we're really in the ultimate victory seat. It's really God's already given us the victory. I mean, mm. clear. He's given us the victory. All we have to do is walk it out 
with the arsenal of applications and tools he's given us. What's important too, the battle can get really tough, Catherine. It can get tough. And you wonder, God, what do I do? What do I do? And so what I what I, I likened it to the, I don't know if you call it the airplane. You know, we buy a ticket to get on an airplane and we get in the seat and we just expect to get to the destination that that the ticket was designated for. Well, that's our children. You know, God has given us these children. He's got a destination. Mm-hmm. All he's asking us to do is partner with him. But I want to talk about the control thing. It's mm-hmm. these are so I used to have three questions I asked myself and I did not put it in the book. So this is a neat little nugget. When something terrible happens, you can ask yourself three C's and I've added a fourth one. So the three C's are kind of traditional counseling about control. You know, can I control it? Can I cure it? Did I cause it? Mm, That's good. So if you ask, you know, can I control? Can I cure it? Did I cause it? Nine out of 10 times, and I want to say almost 99.9%, you can say no. Well, that's a big shift of control to God. But now God has given me the fourth C. So it's the spiritual four C's for me. And the Mm -hmm. fourth C is cast it to God. So Mm -hmm. let's say a kid comes home with another ticket or another DUI and go, can I control this? No. Did I cause it? No. Can I cure it? No. I'm going to cast it to the partner in the heavens, their father, God, and surrender this whole situation to him. Because really, ultimately, Catherine, mm-hmm. that's what we must do. We must do that. Oh, that's so good. It gives me chills. In chapter nine, you said, when our children are hurting, whether it is from their own choices or not, we must surrender them to God in an altar-like place. And then you go on to, to divine surrendering. In the next page, you say, surrendering is consulting with God regularly. What do I do next? And is it safe? Is it looking to God for our best care? Surrendering to God is where we find the power to trust him with our children. We must yield to God, giving him the control so that he can show us our next move to win our battle. That's so encouraging. And I love the four C's that you've got there where we end up casting that to the Lord. That is so, so important. And it, it, it's a, it really is a, Something you really can do today, like if something yes. happened, go, did I, can I control it? Did I cause it? Can I cure it? And if mm-hmm. it's no, 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 then cast it over mm-hmm. right away. Because otherwise you're going to worry. You're going to panic. You're going to have guilt to them. You know, and, and, and that's not where you need to be because we want to be proactive. We want to, you know, again, we become these warriors for our kids. Now that we have been enlightened that. Number one, we're not in battle with them. We're in battle with the enemy. So what do you do in battle? You certainly don't sit around and whine. You you act, right? And then you pray and you pray in authority and then the blood. And then you do these four C's and partner with God ultimately, ultimately partner with God and believe and trust that he will make all things work together for his good. Romans 8.28. I love that. Yes, that's on my scripture list uh, that I have that we pray. And uh, just praying through those scriptures daily is what really encourages me for my kids that the word of God, just washing it over them. And I love, I love, I keep coming back to that visual of pleading the blood of Jesus over them. I think God has given us our imaginations to do just that, that we can go places 
and our mind and our spirits that maybe we can't go to physically, even, you know, if our kids aren't even in our homes anymore, but we can go there in the spirit. That was a good point too, Catherine. I mean, I've got a lot of parents of adult children, 40, 45, and 50. So listen, you still have authority. You're the parent. You're, you're the steward till, till death, you know, so please don't give up, you know, because mm-hmm. prayer is powerful. Amen. Amen to that. You know, we're having such a great conversation right here. I think what would be best is we can just keep going because you have like in, in the book, you talk about embracing new behaviors and evicting enablement and the voices that were battling in our head and handling all this outside information. So what I would like to do uh, is just to we'll wrap up this episode where you've given us so much good information about some of that strategy we can do. And then I'd love to come have you back and we'll just talk about this again. All of these, this other critically, just vitally important information for parents who are struggling with this. But why don't you tell people, go ahead and share with our listeners where they can learn more about your ministry and get a copy of the Parents Battle Plan Warfare Strategies to Win Back Your Prodigal. Yes, you can get the book anywhere. The books are sold. And you can get a bundle at my website, Lane. Craft.com. There's a bundle. You've got promises to pray. You've got ebooks, and then you get the book. And so that's where you'll find everything that you need. Oh, that's awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we're going to have you right back and we will continue to break down so, uh, so many of the great encouraging aspects of the book and the strategy that you have because you have just a wealth of wisdom with your 15 year battle <laughs> to see victory. And I'm Seeing that with your children is so encouraging for parents who are going through this. So thank you so much, Lane. And we will continue this conversation in the next episode. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now. And I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, And be sure to check out my website, which is katherineseegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com.
The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.